Hey guys, it's Matt here, and I got a story for you. When I was a kid, I was playing hockey, and oh man, there was this one year, this one team, we could not beat these guys. They were all over us. There were competitive games, though. They were tight, but we just could not beat them. And I remember the last game of the year, it was up against this team, and we were gearing up. We were like, we have to get these guys. When we won that last game, it was so satisfying because we finally got the victory over the team that had dummied us, that had dominated us for so long. I think this is the same thing with sexual brokenness, with sexual sin, where there's been brokenness in our lives and the enemy has come and taken ground and he's dominated us for so long, but we get to make a difference. We get to be part of a message and a a mission of freedom. It is such a cool opportunity. So I want to invite you, men and women of any age, to be part of the Action Squad. The Action Squad is something that we're putting together right now. We're looking for 100 people to be on the Action Squad. There's going to be some competitive nature to it. There's prizes. And we're going to work together to help produce a documentary that is literally going to change the world. We're featuring stories of sexual brokenness, of people who have been restored and redeemed, reconciled to God and to people in their their lives. And we're going to feature these stories in this world-class documentary that will be a resource for churches to host movie nights, for small small groups to watch together, for families to watch and be inspired by. And it's going to highlight the problem in the church, but also show the, the power of God that is at work when we bring this stuff to light. And so if you want to be part of the Action Squad and help us put this documentary together, I would love for you to go to restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. You can watch a 10-minute video there that I put together on what it can look like for you to join us in this mission and be part of putting this documentary together. So restoredministries.ca slash Action Squad. Hope to see you there. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad and Hey, hey, welcome back to another Pure Victory Podcast episode. Matt and Brad here. We're excited to chat again and chat through getting porn free, getting uh, healthy, living amazing, prosperous lives with sin not getting in the way. So we're excited for that. And before we do, we want to give another reminder for the Pornea webinar series that's ongoing right now. We've already had three weeks that have been fantastic. It's been so cool seeing the response and the, the engagement and the people that we've had on as guest speakers have been so, so good. So this coming week, if you're listening to this, when it's first released on October 24th on Saturday, we're going to talk about fantasies, conquering fantasies, taking fantasies captive. And this is one of the primary things that we've got to deal with because Jesus even talked about lustful thoughts in our heads. And so how can we deal with it? And if we do deal with it, we'll never act out. We'll never, it'll never lead to acting out in sin, going to pornography, masturbation, because we'll deal with the fantasies, cut it off. And, uh, and so we want to talk about really super practical ways that you can, you can do that in your own life. And so join us for the Pornea webinar series. There's more episodes coming up. You can go to restoredministries.ca and see the whole lineup. Next week is going to be talking about healthy sex, healthy marriage with Braden over here and his wife, Kristen. They're going to do a really, really good job. And there's accountability coming up. There's one for wives. There's one just to how to you know, get on the path out of porn. There's different episodes coming up in the in the webinar series. So make sure you check that out. You can buy the bundle and get all the replays that have already happened. And you can just join us for one or two or three if that works for you. So we're going to talk today about where's your heart at? 
Like, where's your heart at if you want to get free from porn? Why Why do you want to get free from porn or sin or masturbation or lustful thoughts like we're talking about with fantasies? What's your motivation? How do you react when you get caught or when this subject comes up, the topic comes up of getting free from this, of dealing with it, of actually putting your head down, just like doing the work, grinding it out, learning who you are in Christ, that attitude of God that we've, that we've got to implement to get free and healthy. How do you perceive that? Are you excited to get free? Do you do it out of obligation? just because you're you're pressured by somebody else or do you have a heart where you're like man I got to do this because I'm a vessel for the Lord and, and I know this breaks his heart and it's not what he wants for me and there's great plans for me and so we want to talk through practically um, and kind of get into some details about what it looks like to determine where your heart is and if your heart is in the right place setting you on this path to really get in free with a proper motivation, to make sure that that the time spent working towards getting free is not spent in vain, where it's just going to lead to even taking a few steps back when things don't work out. But when your heart is right and your thinking is correct, there's so much power that is within you from the Lord and empowering you to get free in the right ways. Yeah, really what it boils down to is our attitude and what are our actions? So what's our attitude towards, you know, this thing in our life, if you have a porn addiction? And then what's our actions? What are the choices that we're making? And the word that we would use about this is to your stance towards porn is repentance. So repentance isn't a word that's used very often anymore, but really what it means is, first off, are you remorseful? Are you sorry about where you're at? And then secondly, are you turning away from your action, that, that the bad action, the bad behavior? So you're turning away from porn. And that would be an indicator if you're doing both of those things. So you're asking for forgiveness for this. You are sorry for this in your life. And then also you're making choices to turn from it. Those are the two angles. And we're going to talk about today, where are you with that? Because sometimes in our life, we're not truly repentant. You know, we might feel sorry. We might feel bad about having porn in our life, but we are not taking any action. And this isn't about we have to pull up our bootstraps and do it on our own, but there is a way that God's put it before us so that we can go on a good path towards healing. And if we're resisting that, if we don't want to go there, if we don't want to, you know, even if we just hold back a little bit, we're not truly repentant. And then we're going to say to you is you're not going to have any freedom and you're not going to move past it. You're not going to grow. You're not going to heal. You're not going to learn. And that's not a good thing. We've seen this too many times. We've talked with guys and women, you know, that have said, well, I'm doing this, but I will refuse to do this other thing. I'm not going there. You know, for instance, they might have accountability software on their devices, but they have no accountability. Like, nah, I'm not doing that. I'm not a part. I'm not going to be a part of a healing community. I'll just do this on my own. I feel sorry about porn, but I'm going to do this on my terms. We would say to you, you're not fully repentant. And it's not like, oh, we have to A, B, C, D, E of this certain pathway that we're setting up before you that you have to follow exactly to be free. But there is a way that God's put before us. Part of that is admitting fully, being fully honest about where we're at. I'm talking about sharing everything. We don't hold back there. You be honest about where you're at. And then from there, you surround yourself in a healing community. So people that know your journey, know about it, and then can help you as far as accountability structures in your life. And then not only that, from there, that you're making active choices to get porn out of your life and then lean into God on his terms, not on ours. We're doing it in his strength, not our strength. So if those don't line up for you, and if you have little area that you're holding back, you're not fully repentant. You are, you are not giving yourself fully to the process of healing. And then you're just going to be spinning your wheels for years. You're not going to have any level of freedom because you've held back in this one area. And Matt, like we see this all the time, right? People just hold back. They do not want to give themselves fully the process, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, because the thing with pornography is that everybody talks about it, especially in Christian circles, as a negative. That, hey, get it out of your life. It's not something that you should do. I mean, even I think before you talk about it, when you're 10 years old and see it for the first time, you know it's wrong. At least I did. And a lot of people I talked to did have that same feeling. And so you have that sense of like, ah, I should get this out of your life. But that's kind of like a head thing, like you know it's wrong. But in your heart, do you actually want to? Like, do you actually want to turn from your habit? Do you actually want to go through the process of of getting free, doing the work, changing some habits, changing the way you think? Like Braden said, actually having support systems and accountability in your life that actually know everything about you and you don't have secrets anymore. Because that stuff is uncomfortable. But man, it's a lot more uncomfortable to live in porn your whole life and have secrets forever. And so there, it's just so hard to cross that bridge where you're like, man, I've been hiding for so long. And now I want to be open with people and let people in and put the work in that I haven't put in for so long. And so when our heart is in the wrong place, when when we're sorrowful for yourself and thinking like, this is hard for me, like maybe I should get free just for me. I mean, you're not going to have the same motivation to get free as you are if your heart is like, man, I'm on this earth to bring glory to God. And this is something that that's hindering me so much in terms of like bringing his light and shining his light to people. And so you're sorrowful for your actions in terms of what it's doing to the Lord. And you're not experiencing his fullness. I mean, when you have godly sorrow, it's so, so powerful rather than having a, a sorrow for yourself. And so we'll get into kind of details and certain things that we say to ourselves and what that looks like. This is why though, because we want your process of freedom to be motivated in the right way so that you have that kind of extra boost by, from the spirit of God to get free and to get healthy. Yeah. And when we're talking about this too, as you're listening, be active in this listening, because we hope that as you're you're going through this with us, as you're, you're listening to what we're talking about, that things are starting to pop up in your life that maybe I am holding back here. So this is kind of like an engine diagnostic, like they do for cars, right? It's the same thing with this, this podcast, you know, it's a life diagnostic because there's areas where we do hold back and we know about them, some of them. Some of them we don't know. They're not quite clear to us and maybe on a subconscious level we hold back, mm-hmm. but there's areas that we hold back. So as you're, as we're talking, I just, you know, I, I just challenge you, listen and then be honest about those areas, right? And that's kind of the first step too, you know, as far as having that godly sorrow is we respond to God instead of we respond to being caught, <laughs> you know, like when you're caught, you're sad because you got caught. You're not sad because of the act. Versus godly sorrow, what Matt, you're talking about, is I'm convicted and I'm responding to God's love and grace for me. I don't want this thing in my life anymore. I'm going to respond to God's kindness to me and I'm going to turn from this thing in my life. Versus, you know, that worldly sorrow is like, oh man, I'm going to try to keep this under wraps and no one will ever know. And then you get caught and then you feel really bad because you got caught. Very different very different. And then your responses out of both of those things will be very different. And so I think with, as, as far as your life diagnostic right now, are you being fully honest? You know, we see this all the time with people that they're not fully honest. They will give you a little bit of maybe what's going on in their life, a little bit of their struggle. And it doesn't mean that they just shout it from the rooftops or that was what we're encouraging you to do. But you have to be fully honest with trusted people in your life about everything. Because if you're not fully honest that those things aren't going to be revealed and you're not going to be fully repentant. That word we're going back to, you're not fully repentant if you're not fully honest. If you're holding back, you know what? You're going to start to do that more and more and more because if you keep a little bit, you're going to, you're willing to keep more 
you know, even to keep a little bit more back, right? You're going to keep doing that in your life and versus being fully honest, everything's out there. Now you got to deal with it. So start with honesty. Are you fully honest right now? Yeah, scripture talks about this, 2 Corinthians seven ten, and it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. Like, think about that, worldly sorrow brings death. So you could think like, man, I feel bad, like I got caught and I should be free of this and I feel bad about it. Like, you could, you could even think like, that's the conviction of God, like I feel bad about this thing. But if it's a worldly sorrow, it will bring death. And so... Part of what Braden was saying was, are you fully honest? Like you have to have people in your life that know everything. And here's one of the reasons why is because if you have this worldly sorrow where you're like, man, I'm sorry that I'm doing this. Like I shouldn't, I shouldn't be engaged in pornography. I got caught now my spouse or whoever, or maybe it's myself thinks like, ah, I should really get free of this. And then you start in on the process of getting free, but you're holding back something where, where Braden was talking about when you hold back one thing, you'll start to hold back more and more and more. And part of the reason is because as you make supposed progress to getting free, where you're starting to do a couple things that you've never done before, and you're maybe starting to, you know, go five days without porn where you couldn't even go a day before, but you're doing that in the midst of keeping secrets, then in your head, you're going to justify and go, you know what, I can do this with keeping secrets. It, that's a recipe for disaster because you're always going to have that heaviness of keeping secrets in your life and you're not training yourself in godliness like scripture says in getting all the darkness and bringing it into the light. You're actually keeping darkness within you. And so getting on this process of getting free when you have secrets, that is 100% evidence of worldly sorrow, of sorrow for yourself where you're like doing this for yourself, but you're protecting yourself at the same time. And so it says that godly sorrow brings repentance, which repentance is like you're repenting of everything. You're repenting of what you've done. You're repenting of mindsets. You're repenting of like the sin. You're getting that out and it leads to salvation and leaves no regret. Like, can you imagine having no regret? Imagine all of the things that you've done, all of the porn, masturbation, the hookups, the affairs, all of that stuff. And when you fully experience the salvation of God, and you fully experience godly sorrow, you fully go through this process of redemption and forgiveness with people and receiving God's grace, it leaves no regret. Like, yeah, you might not be proud of what you did, but it's not going to be something where you just have this guilt every day, right? Like you're not going to live with that regret, even though obviously it's not going to be something that you're necessarily proud of, but but it's so, so powerful to have this godly sorrow. And so I've experienced this with a few guys too that was, that was really cool to see the light bulb kind of go off with people. And so earlier this summer, we had the chance in one of our online events that we did to interview former porn star turned pastor, Brittany De La Mora with XXX Church. And so after we interviewed her, it was so cool because she talked about just the horror of the porn industry, how how girls just get abused. Everyone's on drugs. I mean, everybody is there to, to bring shame upon their family. This is what she said, that everybody's there to bring shame upon their family, whether whether their parents are beating them over the head with the Bible, saying that they're going to go to hell their whole life every time they made a mistake, or their parents were abusing them or left them, whatever. And so she said literally every person she talked to in the porn industry has kind of that story. They want to bring shame upon their family. And so there's that aspect to it. Then they get in the porn industry and then she said there's girls that just they spend so much time after shooting a shooting a scene or a film crying because of the abuse that they endured 
on screen or even she said during the scene when they're filming there's girls that that they're crying so clearly and obviously that they can't get it off the camera they can't edit it and so when people are watching it they can literally see the tears and they might not know what they're seeing but but she said it's just so horrible and so a couple of guys that were watching this interview one of them said he's like i cannot believe that i supported this industry like i feel so horribly that i did that i never want to do that again and it was because he could see the horror of the industry and he wasn't just thinking about himself like man i've been stuck in this for too long and i should probably get free and i've got this worldly sorrow or sorrow for myself right but he was looking from god's perspective and seeing the horror of the whole thing that he was engaged in and being like, man, like this is horrible, the evil here. There was another guy that watched that and he was kind of worried because he thought like I might, you know, think about different things that I've, I had seen in porn when he was looking at this former porn star. But when he saw her talk, he was like, man, that girl, like I could never even picture her as a, as a porn star. She is so full of God. Like God is doing an amazing thing in her life. He's transformed her. And it's so true. Like she's full of the power of God. It was amazing, this interview with her. And so he just said after that interview, he was like, I never want to go back to porn again to see girls who are suffering in the way that she talked about. And so it's this sorrow of like this godly sorrow, like what's breaking God's heart? Is that breaking your heart too? Or is your heart just broken because, you know, thinking that you should get free for yourself and you just think about yourself. And there's a whole different motivation here when we have this godly sorrow and godly perspective of the whole picture of what we're engaged in and the damage that it's doing. And I think with that worldly sorrow too, I mean, you're you're sad you get caught or you won't get caught, but you, like you said, you feel bad for your own sake. And usually though, you just feel bad. There's no action, right? And I think um, with repentance, that word we go back to, repentance isn't a feeling, you know, I think that we think that things like repentance is a feeling that you have, and then you can go to somebody because you feel sorry, and it's a feeling. But you know what? There's so much more than that. Repentance is, yeah, you feel bad, but you approach those that you've wronged. You ask for forgiveness, and we would include, of course, God in that, and then others that you've hurt through your addiction or other behavior. And any other behavior, it doesn't have to be with porn, but part of the journey of healing is going to others that we've wronged. And asking for forgiveness. And then the second part is the action. I turn from that behavior. I I go on a different path. And this is something that we miss often is that I just feel bad. So that must mean I'm healing. But no, no, there's, there's an action that you have to, you know, take part in. You have to choose to own your own healing. And that's what repentance means is turning and choosing to own your healing. And whereabouts are you with this? So many times we see people get hung up on this point. They don't want to do what it takes to get porn of their life. They don't want to do what it takes to get healing. They just don't. And so the question we'd ask to you, because if you have porn in your life and you feel bad about that, um, great that you feel bad about that. I mean, not that we want you to feel bad, but porn isn't something that you should rejoice in and (laughs) that you have it in your life. So yeah, you feel bad. There's a start. Great. But what are you doing about that though? You know, like, are you turning from this behavior? And I think that's the question you need to ask yourself. If you're holding back in the action component too, like, so we talked about honesty, but there's other things that we should be doing too, to get healing, being part of a healing community, engaging in that. Not only that, but getting porn out of your house, right? And then protecting your devices, fully disclosing the people you need to disclose to. There's things that we have to do. I've seen too many times guys just feel bad about looking at porn, but they have nothing in place and they expect to be free. I don't think so, right? And you know what? 
I want to tell you right now, though, if you're there, I get it because I lived where you lived too. You know, I felt bad about it, but I wasn't willing to do what it took. And until I got to the point where I'm like, okay, there's something on me here that I have to do. I have to choose to be a part of healing. And when I choose to heal, that means I go to God and I do it in his terms, not my own. When you do it in your terms, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to be spinning in the same cycle for the rest of your life if you stay there. And we don't want you to do that because life is so much better when you're growing. Life is so much better when you're healing. And we would say, make the choice to do that. So check your engine. (laughs) Check your life diagnostics right now. What are you holding back in? Confess that to God and then make choices to move away from those things. And these are hard things. I mean, Matt and I, we both get this, right? These aren't easy decisions. If you have to disclose to say a spouse, yeah, that's not an easy thing to do. That's not. But it's the best thing you can do. I mean, if you have to throw out your, you know, your laptop or phone or whatever else, that's a hard decision, of course. I get it. I do. But the cost of that, the inconvenience of that in the moment, drop in the bucket compared to a lifetime of a porn in your life. So think about it that way. But where are you holding back? So if you're at the point where you're like, I don't know if I have godly sorrow, maybe I'm just kind of feeling for myself and thinking for myself and not thinking about the grand, the, the big picture. One powerful way that you can you can get to the point where you're like, hey, I'm not engaging in worldly sorrow anymore. I'm moving towards godly sorrow is to take in mind this picture of what Peter did when Peter was denying Jesus right before Jesus died. And so Jesus had said to the disciples that at the last supper that one of them was going to betray. And so then they found out that it was going to be Judas and then Judas left and then they went outside And then Jesus was like, you know, all of you guys are going to deny me. And they were like, what? Like, especially Peter was like, I'm never going to deny you. I'm going to be with you like right by your side and forever. Right. And so Jesus was saying like, you're going to deny me. And he was like, no, like he got defensive. He was like, I don't want to hear that. Like, don't address my sin. I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm going to defend myself, right? And so then he moves forward and he denies him three times. And, and then once he had, it says that the Lord turned and looked at Peter and, and Peter remembered what the Lord had said, that he was going to deny him three times. And it says, and Peter went out and wept bitterly. And so there's a difference here in the two responses that Peter had. Originally, when Jesus was like, you're going to deny me. Peter got so defensive. No, I'm never going to do that. And then he tried to put on a front, right? Like a good front, like the like I'm going to be your man. Like I'm going to be your man forever. I'm never going to leave you. And so there's this defensiveness and this putting on this good face. And so that's a worldly sorrow. But then he denies him. And it's so powerful because it says, and then the Lord l- turned and looked at Peter. And when Peter realized this, he realized what Jesus had said and that he had done it. He had denied it. And he went out and he wept bitterly. Like, this is a godly sorrow. Like, man, my Jesus is being sacrificed for me right now. He's been with me for three years. I've been one of his main guys and I denied him. Like, I'm going to weep bitterly. Like, I'm so sad because in the face of Jesus's sacrifice for me, I'm still doing this thing. I feel so badly because of that. And so there's this godly sorrow that we can see in Peter in this situation versus just denying, putting up a good front, arguing like he did when he had had this this worldly sorrow where he was getting caught and then your first response is to deny. And so to remember what God has done for you, to remember how good he is, to really dwell on the moments in your life where he's been especially real or tangible in your life and and just to remember his sacrifice and then to to look at that in light of your sin and the, the, the things that you've been willing to engage in, that's a way to increase the godly sorrow in your life and to really just have more of a heart for God and for how this is affecting the advancement of his kingdom through your life 
rather than just kind of feeling sorry for yourself and thinking, yeah, I should probably get rid of this in my life. I like what you said there about the two different responses of Peter and, you know, the defensive component. I think that often that is usually a sign that we don't have a godly sorrow, we have a worldly sorrow because really our focus is, is different than what God's calling us to, to repent. And often that's coupled with rationalization, right? We defend ourselves and then we rationalize. So you have no idea what I'm going through right now. I can't deal with my porn addiction right now. Like I'm struggling with all these things, work's tough. You know, I got anxiety in my life, whatever. I just can't deal with it. So, you know, you can't tell me what to do or whatever else. That's kind of the standpoint we take with with God or even others that are challenging us, right? Especially when we are not willing to enter into true repentance. I would just say, you know, some things that we say too is like, well, I'm doing one of the three things that I should be doing. So, you know, at least I'm doing something. (laughs) And we say, well, great, you know, good for you. But if you're holding back, you're still not going to see healing growth. You're not going to learn. You're not going to move past where you are because you're holding back. You are. And this is really about, am I willing to do this on God's terms or on my terms? You know, that's, that's such a key component here. You know, are you willing to do it on God's terms and ask yourself that question? And I'm going to tell you that even though it feels uncomfortable, it's so much better. It is so much better. You can enter into a life of joy and contentedness and peace, all those great things, if you have God in your life, but you can't get those things if you do it on your own. You're going to get into the performance game of managing behavior and you're just going to be grinding it out in a way that isn't helpful for yourself, isn't going to get you anywhere. It really won't. So we challenge you, take stock of your life right now. Where are you holding back? Are you repentant? Ask yourself the question. And it's a hard question, but it is a necessary question. You have to ask yourself that. And we've just seen it too many times in our own lives and in the lives of others where people hold back and it's heartbreaking. It really is because we both get it. But we see them spinning their wheels and they're not getting anywhere. And they're so defeated. They're so beaten down. And really is because they're not really truly repentant. They might feel bad, but they're not turning from their behavior. Don't want to repeat this over and over again, but it's so important, right? (laughs) Like ask yourself these questions. So when we think of repentance, like Brad said, it's turning the other way. And so what does that practically look like in our lives? The first time that I quit porn for two and a half years, I've shared my story before, but I never once thought about who could I be in Christ? What are the biblical practices that the Lord has shared with me and, and put in scripture that I should apply to my life? I just had this this worldly sorrow, like I should get rid of porn. And so I did. But it's like I was saying, if you do that, but you don't have the godly motivation behind it, you're going to be shaky. And so two and a half years later, I fell back into porn and then fell for another two and a half years after that, stuck more than ever. And so in that, at the end of it, the Lord made it clear that he wanted to use me in great ways, but I had to be free from porn in order for him to to start doing that. And so my motivation then became that God wants to do amazing things through my life. He wants to impact people through me. And so the motivation for me to stay free and to get healthy changed from just like, hey, let's get free from porn for my life so that I can live better. It was like now, oh man, God wants to do amazing things through me. So I have to stay free and I have to learn how to stay free and get healthy and get intimate with him so that he can do amazing things. And so my motivation totally changed. And I'm not just making this up to fit this story. I'm saying this is literally real for me. Where the first time I quit, the motivation was for me. The second time I quit, the motivation was for God. And I realized that I had to learn practical intimacy with Jesus 
in order for him to use me in great ways. When I had been free from porn about a month, the second time, I remember this huge temptation came again. And I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, I, I thought I was free of this. But I wasn't free of temptation. I was just free of pornography. But if I didn't learn what it was to stay free and to get healthy, then I would have gone right back into porn. But I remember this night when it happened. And I remember the thing that I thought in my head, and I've shared this before, it was if I go back into this, I can't impact the people that I'm leading right now. Because at that time, I was leading a small group. And so it was like, I want to impact people. Like, I want to lead people. I want to figure this out for myself and, and invite the Lord into this and learn how he can help me so that I can share that with other people. And so there's a huge difference between worldly sorrow where it's just for yourself and what scripture says it leads to death. But you make you might make some progress, but it's just not healthy in terms of the longevity of your progress or the longevity of your freedom. But when you really are motivated by this godly sorrow and realizing what he wants to do with your life and how your life can make an impact in other people's lives, man, I mean, the motivation is just so different and it adds fuel to the fire to get free. So part of what I learned in this process is that when Braden talks about repentance being turning away from something, that also means you're turning towards something. And so what are you turning towards? And so I had to learn that in the midst of repentance, the focus can't just be what I'm turning away from. Repenting of our sin, repenting of like, oh Lord, I'm sorry that, you know, I, I screwed up again or I watched porn for so long. But it also has to be on what what am I turning towards? And so what we try to train people with so clearly with the in the pure freedom journey is what are we moving towards? And so God wants us to implement self-control. He wants us to learn how to have peace. He wants us to learn how to apply the patience of the spirit in our lives in the midst of trials and temptations. And so when we're repenting, we've got to go, man, Lord, I'm sorry that I, I screwed up and I watched porn again. And I said I would never do that. And I really want to get free but what I'm what I'm also sorry for is that I didn't take time to learn self-control and I want you to teach me self-control in my life how can I be spirit-led in the moment when I'm super tempted and I'm feeling lonely and I'm all you know hurt from something at work or I've got all these disappointments in my life I'm sorry that I haven't learned your peace and your patience and so can you please teach me to do that and so we're repenting of what we've done in terms of sin but we're also repenting of what we've not done in terms of learning how to be spirit-led and so when our focus is that then all of a sudden that's a turning away from and a turning towards which is what true repentance is yeah it's really well put and as you're listening to this we would encourage you to take stock of where you're at right now. What is your mindset? What are you doing in your life that is turning away from porn and turning towards God? How are you doing it on his terms? And if are you doing it on your terms? You need to ask yourself these questions. And the reason why, well, there's a few. I mean, if you want to head toward a destination, and what we would say to you is your destination isn't just to get porn on your life. Your destination is to heal. Your destination is to grow right? That's your destination. And if you want to move there, you have to know where you're starting from, right? I mean, if you Google maps, right, you got to enter your starting point before you, the Google will tell you how to get to the, your destination. And it's the same thing here. So you need to take stock of your life and be honest about it. This isn't to feel bad about yourself. This is about to just acknowledge something, you know, where you're at. And not only that, when we say repentance, some of you may not feel sorry, but you do want to get porn out of your life. So we're not saying this is about a feeling. This is really about a stance. You know, are you asking for forgiveness to God and others for what's gone on in your life? And are you turning away from that behavior? The feelings may not match up. We get that. Some of you may feel bad too. We understand that as well. But what's your stance? And then not only that, what are the actions that you're taking? 
Are you really showing that you're repentant in your life? Are you really showing that you're sorry in your life? These are great questions to start with. So we challenge you with that. Pray about it because God will help you. He'll show you those areas you're holding back. I mean, that's a prayer that I pray all the time. David said, all right, search me, O Lord. And I think it's the same thing that we should pray to. Show us those areas that we're holding back because God wants to help us. And you know what? He is for you. He cares and he wants to help you and lead you. And that's the heart that we have for you too. We do care. That's why we talk about these things. So we want to leave you with that. Please leave a review, a like, share, pass this on to others. We would greatly appreciate that so we can reach more people. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.